You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Visit PencilandPaperProductions.Podbean.com to find more great podcasts. Welcome to the Palace of Megapixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White. With me, as always, is my co-host, Lacey Finley. Happy Monday. Oh, boy. How are you today? Living the dream, man. Good. Living the dream. How yeah. are you? I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm on a little uh, vacation. I guess a weekend yeah. getaway, if you will, at my brother's place. Yeah. It's nice. I'm going to get to swim a little later. Last Ew. hurrah for the summer. I don't get to do that very often. One thing I don't care to do ever. Well, it's it's not something I actively seek out, but I mean, I'm here. I got my swim. I trunks. feel like at your brother's place, it's probably a well kept, yeah. clean pool. Mm-hmm. Whereas in most cases, you have to subject yourselves to a public setting. In which case, I am not a fan of you know stewing in other people's filth. Yeah, no, I understand that. That's that's why I'm okay with this. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm around people I know, not a bunch of strangers who I don't know. I don't know if they have not bathed. I don't know if they're peeing in the pool. I don't I know these they, things. Last time they had a potty break. Yeah. yeah. I don't know these yeah. things, but here I feel comfortable. So I'm okay That's with That's fair. It. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what uh, what you been playing? Uh, I started Man of Madon yesterday, Ooh. the first part of the Dark Anthology series. Um, and it's exactly what I wanted, what I expected it to be. I mean, it's more until dawn, basically. Mm-hmm. Just a different story and everything. I mean, it plays exactly the same pretty much to the T. Sure. I mean, the only difference is now it's on PC also, which I'm, I'm thankful for. Oh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and it's been running really well. Like, I tried to, because I, I heard there was some uh, performance issues with the PC on, on launch. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, like, a little bit of stuttering and just people couldn't, like, pump it all the way up without having a few issues or whatever. So it was patched before I got to it. So I hadn't really noticed any problems. And I was playing everything on Ultra, so it looked pretty good. Um, Excellent. But yeah, they, they pretty much play exactly the, the same, the same kind of mechanics. Um, like even in Until Dawn, when you found the little totems that would kind of give you like insight into a death to try to avoid it or whatever. They've got the same kind of mechanic in this game, just finding pictures as opposed to totems or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But I mean, I've got no complaints. I'm enjoying it. It's, it's a silly story. Um, and... Yeah, it's it's place they've got me on a couple of jump scares already too, so that's always fun when you get to scream and then your just whole body is tingling. <laughs> Freaking jump scares. Like I don't know why they do that to me, but uh but I haven't gotten through it yet, but I anticipate I probably will today cuz I can't imagine for it being a half price game that it's going to be much longer than 4, 5, 6 hours total, mm-hmm. yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um but but yeah, it looks great. It's been playing pretty good. I haven't had any issues with it and um, I can give you more next week on how I, I felt about the ending or how well I'm doing. I feel like I've already made a couple decisions that's gotten someone killed, but we, 
they're not dead yet, but I have a f- <laughs> like if it's kind of following the formula of like how Until Dawn did. There, there was a choice like an, a QTE that I missed mm-hmm. because I'm usually amazing at QTEs, but sometimes like the little cutscenes will be so long that you tend to just like relax to watch. And then it'll pop up so fast that by the time I've panicked and moved my hand back to the keyboard, I've missed it. And uh, the the thing that happened because I missed it just because of something in Until Dawn that's kind of reminiscent of what just happened. I'm like, I have a feeling that somewhere down the line that choice is that's going to bite me. But let's see. But let's see. Because there was another choice that I thought for sure was going to also, but I seem to kind of save it Mm -hmm. for the moment. So we'll see. So, so far in my playthrough, about two hours in, everyone's alive. Nobody's in great shape because of me missing a few QTEs. But now I've learned to just keep my hand on WASD. <laughs> just don't relax or pause it if I want to take a sip of coffee or something. Because right. I'm like, it goes fast. It goes really fast. Like, I feel like there's a lot less time on the QTEs on this one. Or, or maybe it's just because I got used to the controller and my hand is just faster at hitting one of those buttons then on the keyboard when I'm chilling. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and then, uh, yeah, I've just, I've been working on some ranked songs on Beat Saber. Mm-hmm. got through a couple more. I want to refine them a little bit before I actually use those as uploads to YouTube because I am getting through them, but I would like them to look a little prettier right? Uh, before I do. But uh, that, that and some more of this war of mine. Yeah, I've yeah, really yeah. been addicted to that, man. I'm telling you, it's so simple yet so good, which yeah. I explained last week. But yeah, so I got through another couple scenarios on that, mm-hmm. um, which was insanely hard because the group they had me piled up with, none of them are really like specialized in anything in this particular one. So I think like the difficulty level gets upped on that because none of them really have a big backpack for scavenging or skilled in building or cooking or anything. So resources are just... Either I can't bring that much back with me each time, so it's taking forever to upgrade things, or right. when I have to cook, it uses so much more um, fuel and water to cook the food because I don't have like a cook there. So it's been it's been interesting playing it with those three people because they don't have any skills really that makes any one thing easier. So hopefully I can get through it without killing anybody. Yeah. Or them that's starving the to trick. death or getting so depressed that they just can't even move because that's a thing in there, too. If they get severely depressed, they're just like just standing there. They won't. I can't get them to move. I can't get them to eat or anything. So hopefully somebody can go talk them from the ledge is basically what it is. Like a little bubble will pop above their head that says you can go talk to them. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully after their talk, you get them to just regular depressed so they can at least take care of themselves. <laughs> but um, I lost a, a character to that once before. He starved to death because nobody could talk to them. They didn't have the skill to like talk to him. And he just stood there. For days until he finally starved to death. And it was actually pretty tragic. I was just like, I don't know how to get him to move. I'm clicking and he's just done, man. We couldn't bring him food anymore. I don't know if it was bugged in that particular one because this was a while ago. But I remember just going, oh, my God, that was so tragic. Just he stood there for three days until he starved to death. And I... This is my life now. I'm gonna. Die. <laughs> this is just how it is. Because like once the first, once the daytime starts, that's where it saves. Mm-hmm. So, like, you have to go through your whole day and night cycle before it'll save. So, like, if you die going to scavenge, you can totally be that jerk that just crashes the game. So, right. it'll start that day over and hopefully <laughs> you don't get anyone dead. But, uh, 
But yeah, that's that's been on my playlist this week. I'm uh, hoping to get Groundhog Day for VR here soon because yeah. it looks like a lot of fun and it just released. So, which we mentioned in last week's podcast, right. release date anyway. Mm-hmm. So, I, I want to play that one. Tequila Works does some good stuff. So, sure. I was surprised that it had an M rating. Oh, it's probably because of like language and stuff like that. Like they have to be pretty picky with it now. I think they probably use like expletives that. Yeah, but wasn't the movie PG like a PG movie? I mean, I don't. I they might just be ripping off the concept. Yeah, could be. You know, like I don't know if it's like. Well, they said it's, the it. It actually follows. It's supposed to be like the oh son, the kid yeah, right the son oh. of Phil from Groundhog Day, and I was like, okay, but. M rating, I was just like, holy crap, all right. But again, I'm sure some of, depending on how you're Maybe he has a cocktail or two and all of that kind of. I'm sure he dies a lot too, so that might have something to do with it. Or that, that, you're right, you're right. So, yeah. I feel like every time there's an M rating, it just means they probably use the F bomb like three or four times Mm -hmm. or have alcohol or maybe there's a quote unquote sexy scene enough that they have to you know, slap it on there just right. so parents don't write them letters and tell them to stop making games or something like that, yeah, you know? That's true. Good point, good point. <laughs> but how about you? Well, let's see. Uh, probably played some more Sims 4, but I can't remember what I did. I was probably just messing around with it one evening. Mm. And then, again, got to play a little bit more Days Gone, I actually got to fight my first uh, horde the other day, and boy, that's a, yeah. that's a it's tricky because you have to. I, I'm assuming, considering this, like I've started to encounter them more. Like mm. I would just be driving, minding my own business, and then suddenly there's a big horde just right in the middle of the road. I'm like, holy shit! I got to turn around, and then I'd go the other direction, and they start chasing me. And they are just scattered about in the game, but then I think there are certain areas where they uh, congregate, and then that's mm-hmm. an area in which you have to clear them out because I got saddled with a mission that said clear out the horde, and I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm I'm doing this, and they give you all these tips. It's like, make sure you've got everything you need, and I'm like, I don't know what I need. Right. I really don't. You give know? me a checklist. So I, I just had... I had ammo, I had Molotovs, I had grenades. I was like, I don't know, I don't know what else I need. So let's just hope for the best. And I noticed they were kind of con- like huddled up near a train, so I was sneaking up next to the train cart and seeing if maybe I could get a jump on them. And they were, they were all just right there on this bridge where this train car was. And I was like, ah, Molotov. And then boom. <laughs> and then, of course, they all ran through the fire at me. And I was like, nope, that didn't work. So I just took off running. Now they're just on fire mm-hmm. while they're chasing you. So essentially what I had to do was just kind of circle the area a lot and chuck what I could at them. And if I had enough space between myself and whatever zombie was rushing me, I could mm-hmm. pop them off with a few bullets. But it was just. I mean, it was constantly just trying to keep moving, trying to keep away from them because I don't know what else to do. Yeah. I mean, you can try to lure them to something to make it explode, but even that's not a guarantee because if they don't stick around. Is there like some high tree you can just hole up in and just keep throwing things well, that's, or something? That's the other part of it, too, is I was I was trying to find areas in which I could possibly get some sort of a reprieve from them uh-huh. because 
again, you you have nowhere to go, and especially if you run out of stamina, you're, I mean, you're going to get screwed. There was yeah. an area that you could climb up to, like the top of a building, but they can get up there too. So uh. I kind of had to, like, I could go up there briefly to kind of get my bearings, but eventually they would climb up there, so I had to prepare. So And then that's kind of cornering yourself, I would imagine. Or does he take fall damage? It, it depends on how high the fall is. Like, okay. off that building, I could jump and be okay, but if it was a little bit farther, he would take some damage. Got uh, okay. and, but even when I got up there and I knew they were going to be climbing after me, throwing something like a grenade or a Molotov didn't seem... Uh, all that smart because they would climb up slowly so you'd have one or two come at you so you could possibly if you're lucky shoot them or take them out but by the time you're already taking care of them the others would already be up there so what do you do you've got to you've got to manage how you're going to approach this because you don't want to waste your good stuff and it's going to take out a group but you don't want to put yourself into a position where you're vulnerable right so I eventually got it, and I did die once or twice trying yeah. to, to get a, a flow for it, but uh, it's it's tricky, and I'm not looking forward to any of the others, especially considering I have found some huddled in a cave, so there is no way to get in and out of there safely because I just kind of walked up on this cave, and you could hear them scrounging about in there, and I was like, how am I going to do this? What is the deal? Maybe you can find a fat man in the game. Or yeah, God, that would <laughs> Just... be great. I even thought if I could find, if they even allowed you to build them, because I know I've found some, it's uh, proximity mines. Those would oh, be perfect. Okay. Set one up here, and then they could explode that on their way out. Set up another mm-hmm. one a few feet away from that one, and they'd just kind of pop them off one by one. But even still, I'm sure some would get out. But it would, it would at least narrow the herd down some. Right. So, uh, yeah, it's, I, I still want more time with it. And again, this is another one of those weekends. I'm not going to have a lot of time for it, but it's fine. I'm, sure. I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing life stuff. Yeah. I'm enjoying myself. Exactly. Um, but I did play one other game that I had not played in a while. And I'm going to talk about that later because oh, there okay. will be a reason to bring it up, but it was, gotcha. I, I guess I can talk about it now. Uh, I, I turned on uh, monster hunter since I hadn't played it in a while. Uh-huh. Because I guess the update had come through, and I looked at my icon, and it said Iceborne. I'm like, I didn't buy that. What, are you, what is this? So I click on it, and then, of course, there's just like all the updates and all this stuff. And I was like, okay, cool. And I just kind of messed around with it. But there is a reason I will talk about it in greater detail later, because it's okay. pertinent to that. But I did mess around with that, realized that I was rusty. Very, very rusty. Oh, I'm sure I would be too. Yeah, I've got, I should have. I haven't touched it in God knows when. I should have went in um, with easier stuff instead of just jumping in head first to something difficult because mm. I was just like, oh, yeah, I'll figure it out. Yeah, I'll, I'll get back into the rhythm of things. No, I can do this. I, yeah. I was, uh, I was not ready. <laughs> so, but yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But right now, let's talk about some news. Excellent. Uh, We've got. We got some news. I thought a lot of these were going to be quickets, but I mean, I guess there's a little bit to talk about with them. So, uh, the first thing is a new video game network is heading to broadcast television. V- I heard about this yeah. actually. V E N N, the Video Game Network and News Network, wants to be the hub for all things video games, uh, live esports tournaments, let's play videos, game reviews, previews. 
whatever you want. So they want it all there. Okay. Now, this endeavor is being spearheaded by Ariel or Ariel. Let's say Ariel. Uh, Ariel Horn, who previously worked with Riot Games and Blizzard. I don't really feel like that's good pedigree, but that's what I'm, I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. Uh, and then Ben Cousin, who is the former global director uh, of new media at Vivendi Games, with several investors involved, such as Amy Morhame. That, that looks and sounds good. Uh, sure. She's the former head of global esports at uh, Blizzard and the Twitch co-founder, Kevin Lynn. So the network is set to launch in 2020, uh, distributed across broad media platforms with original programming partnerships with the biggest names in the industry, whatever that means. We'll see what happens. You know, I actually kind of pitched them something the other day. <laughs> When I found out about this, because I was like, you know, you're probably looking for original programming. Uh, we we got some ideas. Just saying. Just saying. I thought it was uh, more focused on esports, though, than that. I or... do. I do believe that that will probably be their primary, kind of like the ESPN of video games. Sure. Yeah. But I'm sure they'll have to fill the gap with other things. So they're probably looking for, you know. And again, that's why I pitched. I was like, hey, you want video right. games? We got video games, man. We, we, we play them. We yeah. know them. So we got opinions. I doubt they'll look in my direction because they're probably looking at uh, whoever these big names in the industry are. Yeah. Like Ben Cousin, this yeah, guy. that guy. That guy. <laughs> I don't know. But we'll see. Uh, I we'll don't, see, yeah. I guess after the failure that was G4... I'm a little skeptical, but, but... I was going to say, I, I we had this once before. Yeah, but I will say eSports has become uh, a bigger deal now. So uh, much, much, though, yeah. yeah so I, I can, mean, colleges are doing this now, so yeah, it's definitely... Yeah, I feel like the, the market is a little bit more forgiving now for it, so it might actually work now. I don't yeah. know. So we'll see. Uh the next story I've got, you've we've you've heard of IMDb. Everybody's heard of IMDb. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the thing. It's where you go, yeah. and when you don't know somebody, and you'd be like, I know that actor. What do I know him from? And you or uh, or uh, why haven't I seen them in so long? Have they done anything? Yeah. yeah. And you go and you find out they've done a hundred things. You just haven't yeah. watched them. I just not there. Yeah. Uh, did you know that there was an IGDB? No. Okay. This is uh the Internet Gaming Database. Okay. Now, this site started back in 2014. I didn't know it existed. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. For that long, even. Okay. Uh, it essentially does what the IMDb does, but with video games. Sure. Which is kind of odd, considering they do video games on IMDb, too, because actors and stuff, they, they do. Yeah, yeah, they acted them. Yeah. So, who made this? What are the reviews? You know, that's that's what they kind of dig into. So, if you want to know everything mm-hmm. about Super Mario Brothers, they'll, they'll have it on their their website or whatever um the reason we're talking about it is twitch acquired the site with representatives of igdb itself saying that this will help their company move forward faster and deliver a better version of the product to its users now as far as what twitch plans to do with it like are they going to integrate it much in the same way that we've seen amazon integrate imdb into their videos where you can do the x-ray things like oh i know that guy and you see all the actors who are in that scene which is really kind of interesting because if you pause it whoever's in the scene on the movie 
it shows you just those actors on the screen and oh. be like, did, did, did. and if that's who you're looking for, it's it's right there. So it's it's a neat little feature, but I'm not quite sure yeah. how this would work on a game front per se. But I mean, it, it very well could probably just some other kind of ad in the viewer's way over the chat window somehow. Mm-hmm. But as, I'm sure we'll see it implemented at some point. I'm sure right now it's not like uh, a they don't have a plan, a set plan as to what they are going to do with it on Twitch, but I guarantee you they will. But if you didn't know, and we just heard us talking about Amazon and IMDb, Amazon owns IMDb, which also owns Twitch, which now owns the internet do. gaming database. So it's all, all under the umbrella of Amazon. All of it. Damn it. Yep. So they own this thing. So we'll see. I'm just sad because I don't I you know how I feel about one company like owning everything mm-hmm. Amazon not a fan of that. yeah Amazon and Disney seem to be trying to take over the world and then eventually one is going to own I mean, the it's other. working because nobody's stopping them so, no 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 I mean yeah but what if Disney bought Amazon then they would own the Lord. world but don't you think I feel like it would almost go the other way around with Jeff Bezos money I don't know Disney's got that old money it's true. I mean, they threw down. They might, they might just be the last two alive on this earth and they're up there. They're apocalypse mm. for everything. When they start buying restaurants, that's when we'll know something's up. Be- what Amazon does. Oh yeah. God. Because <laughs> they own what whole foods right now. Do they? Yeah. Oh my God. Do. I don't think I knew that either. Mm-hmm. So son of a biscuit eater. Just wait. They're going to start buying up restaurants one day. Yeah. Well, I mean, Whole Foods technically has like little diner areas. Mm. They even have like little bars in them. Yeah. The Whole Foods by my house, it's like two or three stories and there's like a full on beer bar. Wow. So you just get tired of shopping. Just go have a couple of beers <laughs> and then go back into the store. I guess like it's not it's like inside even. It's not it's what they need a it. separate part. Yeah. They need that at Walmart so I can tolerate the people there. Oh, we don't need more weird stuff at Walmart. Uh, that's so true. people come in quite hammered, I'm sure already. We don't need to keep that going. Mom buy me a rake. And some corn muffins. <laughs> okay, what are you going to do with that? Um, Who knows? Budweiser while I do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, guess who got banned from Twitch this week? <laughs> oh, I wonder. Well, this week's victim is hmm, Kuko. That's what we're going to call it. Q-U-Q-C-O. Kuko? Kuko? Sure. That's what it sounds like. I have no Q-U-Q-C-O, huh? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. We're going to say Kuko. Okay. She is an art streamer. Uh, her account, you'd be thinking, art streamer, what What could she be possibly banned for? Right. Was she drawing? She was perfect- drawing nudity or something, yeah. No, she uh, was uh, cosplaying as Chun-Li from Street Fighter. And they Actually, said that, that said she was suspended me. for, quote, sharing or engaging in sexually suggestive content or activities. And the... Streamer argued back with Twitch via Twitter saying how unjustified her suspension was and that she even thought ahead when she bought the outfit to get a size up to ensure that the slip was not going to be too high so Uh she wouldn't show as much skin. But clearly this was not sufficient. So there was nothing scantily clad about this outfit. Or now that you said what it was, I remember reading about this now. I had just forgotten the streamer's name. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I I'm I'm actually I was quite upset about it when I when I read it because you've got bigger people who are using like racial slurs mm-hmm. and they're fine. Yeah. But cosplaying as a character from a video game that you can you can play this video game on the stream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And cosplay is fine, body painting is fine mm-hmm. as long as it's within that art frame. So it just I don't know like if this was just a bunch of people came into the chat and decided screw this this isn't wholesome enough she's not wearing enough blah blah like just attacking her and doing enough reports and if she wasn't big enough that's the only time Twitch takes action I feel is if yeah. it's smaller that it you know. So it's I'm very sorry to hear this. I can't pronounce your name. Kuko. Um, we'll just say I feel Kuko. like it was an injustice to you, and I'm sorry that had to happen because I I feel like it's just it's a horrible. Yeah, there was horrible thing. There was no reason for it. Not a one mm-hmm. that I could see. So this just seems this just continues to forward the narrative that Twitch is broken on so many fronts because they allow things that shouldn't go on to go on Mm -hmm. and suspend or ban people who have done nothing wrong. Mm -hmm. The entire system is broken there. If they continue to go down this path, I could care less if they falter and go. I doubt they'll go down the tubes, but you know, if, if mixer becomes the top spot to stream, you know what? It's, it's for everyone's benefit because Twitch can't get their shit together. I really do. I feel bad about that, man, because I, I don't know. It, I, I mean, we could all say it was just because she was a chick or something like that, you know, and I mean, who knows? It could have been, you know, um, I feel like this had to be a situation where people had to report it because, again, like looking at the video of what she was wearing. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know that I I personally would have thought anything of it because it wasn't like she was sitting in a sexually provocative way or had the camera angle where it was so low that you could you know what I mean like yeah the camera angle was a little bit lower but in my mind it was to show off the outfit sure it's not like she had cleavage coming out or her butt hanging out or anything like that. Um, now granted, I didn't watch the entire stream. I just saw like some still photos of what she was wearing. So I may not have the full scope of what she did throughout the stream. Um, but I'm, I'm led to believe it was probably just a bunch of, oh, a female showing too much skin on the internet. This is what's wrong with Twitch. Let's report, report, report until something happens. Mm. But you know, the guy who says the N word is fine and we'll just let that go yeah, you know course. like that i think that's like because that's been what's in the news like the last couple of weeks so unfortunately my brain defaults to that being the reason until someone can show me otherwise mm-hmm. you know because i never want to default to that like i would like to think that there was a legitimate reason why these things happen but <sighs> Yeah. As our segments have been going over the last several months. I, I, yeah, no, I, I'm with you. So I, I don't know. It's sad. It's and I'm shame. sorry that had to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next story that I have is actually something I think we've been waiting to see happen. Okay. Because after this year, it seemed like something was going to have to happen. E3 may be undergoing some much needed changes. Mm-hmm. Uh. They, it seems like they are interested in shifting from its intent as a trade event to more of a consumer-oriented show. Now, while they have been injecting that element into the expo for the last several years, they never have quite found 
success with it because it's still a trade show event. So there's they're mm-hmm. catering more to that than a consumer event. And it's just sure. this hodgepodge of oddities that just doesn't really work, even though it still is a popular event that people seem to enjoy. And that's where a lot of the big announcements come from. Uh, so, I mean, we've seen companies bow, bowing out here lately. Right. So, I mean, to me, that that's a huge... We song. felt like something, some kind of overhaul was going to have to happen, or it was just going to stop altogether or something, right. you know. Mm-hmm. So, the In- Entertainment Software Association uh, are looking to invigorate the show, return it to its former glory, as it were, uh, trying to involve more industry influencers and maybe even some paid celebrities, which I don't really see how that will help, but... Why not? I guess. I mean, I mean, I mean, people go to comic cons all the time because their favorite celebrity will show sure. up and throw money at like VIP passes and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, I could see that as being an added perk. Like, oh, crap, I really want to go to this one because Troy Baker is going to be there signing autographs. Yeah. Or something, you know what I mean? True, true. That would that yeah. would be a, a pretty interesting idea. Now, if if you want some context behind this as to why this would be really important for them to do this. E3's largest attendance record was back in 2005, and they had 70,000 attendees. That sounds like a lot, right? Yeah. This year, they only had 66,000, which it's not a bad drop, but I mean, it's still kind of meager when you compare it to Gamescom's 373,000 attendees. Wow. Wow. I don't think I realized Gamescom was that well attended. Yeah. So clearly they're not breaking the records all of these others are because when you compare all these other game shows, even Tokyo Game Show wasn't that far off from that number. I feel like even PAX East is usually roughly around 80,000 sometimes, Mm -hmm. right? Because they always sell out. Yeah. Yeah. So assuming they all make it, you know, go on any given day. But so for a big show like E3, their attendance records are low, which is surprising. To say the do you least. think that has something to do with them just now opening it up to uh, other people outside of the industry, like where I could get a ticket now and just go? I mean, you would think maybe, but I'm not quite or the sure. The loss of the people over the years, maybe, or something. I'd say, know. I'd say the lack of people, or especially some of the companies. You have these rabid fans who are looking forward to say, "Oh, Sony's going to be there. We got to go there." And then Sony says, "No, we're not going." And be like, "Well, I'm not going now." I'm not. I don't. Yeah. I don't care because that's the only reason I wanted to go in the first place. So you lose that audience. So mm-hmm. the ESA really needs to, if they want this show to continue in some way, shape, or form, which we've already discussed way back. You know when the when the show happened, it's mm-hmm. not what it needs to be anymore. You know everybody gets their their information. Well, yeah, this day and age, everything's streamed or so easy to find on the internet or watch the whole thing that it, mm-hmm. I mean, it almost just seems silly to spend all the money to go unless you want to actually get your hands on the game. Right. Like, that's the biggest perk is like getting to actually play these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, I, I think this will actually be a smart move if they reconsider what this show needs to be, because by next year it needs to be it. it Being the place where all these companies come to showcase their stuff, that's Mm -hmm. I still want that to be it. E three has always been that big show. Yeah, everything. I've always just enjoyed that time of year. Like it's our kind of our mini Christmas. Sure, you know, like yeah, it's always fun. So I'm I'm so hopefully it doesn't go away altogether. Right, I, I want them to find a way to encourage all these companies to say, look, we still want to be that place where you come and bring your big guns. 
what can we do that possibly talk to these these companies figure out what they need to do to make this happen mm-hmm. to make it fun for them and encourage them to go because yeah. the way it's starting to seem ea's got their streaming videos nintendo mm-hmm. did their treehouse videos or sony's doing the what the the state of play, state of play videos so yeah. that could make e3 obsolete yeah in a heartbeat so we'll see we'll yeah. see what happens uh quickets only have a few but uh they're they're pretty good ones uh, last week we mentioned Nintendo filing a lawsuit against ROM Universe uh, for all the illegal and shady dealings they have going on. Well, while they were preparing for this new court case, they actually emerged victorious on another court case they had going on. The UK High Court ruled in favor of Nintendo, saying that the sale and distribution of ROMs and emulators for the Switch is unlawful. Duh. Right. Uh, this rule will now force UK internet service providers to block access to these websites that allow access to pirated Switch games and hardware. So, good for good for Nintendo. Yeah, I was gonna say like I I mean, if you're mad about it, that's you know sorry about it. Yeah. You know, I guess you were one of the ones getting them illegally or whatever. It's called a yeah. business. Businesses need yeah. to make money. That's kind of the purpose. Mm-hmm. So. Sorry if you don't want to yeah. pay for something. That- I mean, sorry guys, even there's still several games I want to buy, but I have to wait till I have the money. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to uh, steal it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would love for people to actually stop and consider the people who are behind these, even with mm-hmm. movies, because I think movies uh, and TV shows oh, are yeah. pirated more than anything else. For sure. People work on this stuff. They have jobs... Behind the scenes, just because you all you see are the actors doesn't mean there's not a hundred other people or thousands oh of God. other people behind yeah, the, the scenes. Yeah, the camera person, the costume person, the the yeah, the effects designers. I mean, it goes on and on. Yeah, yeah. All these, all those credits you see at the end of a movie, those are people with jobs who got paid to work on this movie. Mm-hmm. If you steal it, if it doesn't make that money, you will a not see another movie like that again. But then they won't get jobs. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you're taking that away from them because the movie didn't make money. So what are they supposed to do? Mm-hmm. You're taking away their livelihood because you're too cheap to plop down 20 bucks for a movie. I'll just use this as an example. Ash versus Evil Dead mm-hmm. was canceled. And when you listen to some of the people who were working on the show, they were like, the ratings on stars weren't that great. But the pirated ratings were through the roof. Mm-hmm. And people wonder why it got canceled. Exactly. So... So screw you pirates. You'll lose your favorite shows because of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So wasn't me. Yep. I got my star subscription, dang it. So it was the rest of y'all. So thank you for canceling my show. Damn Skippy. And see, I've even thought about canceling stars on my on my service because I don't I can't think well, of Well now what I, I don't have it, but well, yeah. like that's why I got it. But But I mean I start thinking it's like what do I watch? But if I want to watch something on there, like, I think the only show I do watch now, but hell, it'll be another year before that comes back, is American Gods. But Oh, yeah. I mean, what do I watch in the meantime? I don't know. But I if mean, I want to like watch it's like five bucks a month for the app. So, like, I, I always could easily justify canceling it. And then when my show comes back on, I want to watch resubscribing. Mm-hmm. Like, and then watching my show and then canceling it again if I need to, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Screw you, Pirates. Let's move on. Yep. Um, 
Discord is no longer going to be offering up free games on its platform. I don't know that I knew that it did. I think they were trying to Maybe compete with other services that give you that, hey, it's a monthly free game. Yeah. Does Twitch even do that still? Because I know they Yeah, I think it. so. Yeah, if you have Twitch Prime. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or not Twitch Prime. It could be maybe it's Amazon Prime. One or the other. Maybe if you have either I think or. It's Twitch but Prime, I know yeah. with my Amazon Prime, I connected it to my Twitch and I would get free games. And then they do like a lot of loot stuff mm-hmm. for like the, those multiplayer games like Warframe drops or Overwatch loot boxes or things yeah, like that that you get. A bunch of garbage. Uh, Sony confirmed that its acquisition. Oh, sorry. Speaking oh. of free games, though, Epic Storefront. And I think it might be by the time going on still by the time this airs but the batman arkham series Mm -hmm. and the batman lego series are all free right now yeah so if you've never played those just collect those because they're free dude that's like all of the games it's a lot of games for free Mm -hmm. a lot of good games for free yeah so i just thought i'd mention that because i think it goes on the whole weekend too into monday so Mm -hmm. hopefully we you didn't miss it but go go get them it's free sure yeah uh Sony confirmed that its acquisition of Insomniac Games has given them the rights to the Xbox exclusive game Sunset Overdrive. So it's switching. Yeah, yeah, now. pretty much. Aw. So, you know, and who knows? Maybe they'll be kind enough to allow it to still be on. I don't think so. I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Uh, no. PlayStation boss man Shuhei Yoshida. I always feel like I'm not saying his name right. But anyway, uh, he was quoted as saying that he was overwhelmed by the graphics of the yet-to-be-released Ghost of Tsushima. Oh. So, I mean, it looks good. It looked good the last time I saw it. But uh, Mm -hmm. it's been a while since they've announced anything for it. So, I don't know. Yeah, but I haven't been seeking it out either. So, I don't know if I would know. Because, like, that looks like one of those brutal games that I'm just never going to try. I mean, I I wish it wasn't... Because it did look interesting enough, but I'm like you. Oh, I'll I'm totally just... watch some people. So, hey, streamers out there, you know, sure. let me know. I'll watch you play it. But I've seen how salty I get at games like that. It's just never going to work out. Uh, head of Ubisoft. I never can say his name right. Mr. Guillemot. That's just, we'll just stick with that. <laughs> uh, he believes that Beyond Good and Evil 2 will have a major impact on video games as it aims to revolutionize adventure games and the open world that is expected by players. Okay. I mean, this game's been a long time coming. I feel like the hype is going to be overhyped because people have been wanting it. I'm trying I'm to... I'm telling you, man, we start things way too early. Yeah. I'm trying to temper my expectations for it because I really did enjoy the first one. And I actually, I'm, I'm glad I actually came across it because it was one of those games I remember when it was announced and it was just, you know, one of those you kind of see and it's like, yeah, maybe I'll play that. And I think this was on, it was when G4 was still a thing. I remember that. Oh, and okay. I think it was on an X-Play uh, video. They were talking about it and they were just like, this is a gem of a game that people have not paid attention to, have not seen, have not played. It's been overlooked. Go find it. Seek it out. And so I did. And I was like, mm-hmm. wow, they were spot on. What did I, you know, how did I miss this? Why did I just overlook it for this long? Yeah. And it makes you wonder, how did no one talk about this and hype it up to give it the what credit? What was the first one released? Early 2000? That might be why. I mean, we weren't as very interconnected then as we are now eh, either. True, true. So... 
Uh, hey, speaking of Batman, Batman's coming to Fortnite, if if you care. Oh, I think I saw something about that. Mm. I didn't look any deeper, mm. but no, it's yeah. <laughs> been confirmed. He's coming to Fortnite, All right. so good. Yay. Uh, <laughs> Bioware is abandoning Anthem. Oh, no, no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, they're abandoning the roadmap <laughs> of content they laid out, and that's obviously different, right? <laughs> so... Just all of our ideas, mm-hmm. but the game is still going to be fine. Sure, guys. but every sure. idea we had is gone. Yeah, we're, we're not going to do, gonna do any of that. We're just going to patch things. It'll be fine. The hotly anticipated John Wick Hex will release exclusively on the Epic Game Store starting October eighth. I'm excited. I know I'm going to get the Epic Store hate, but yes, I got it. And yes, get over it. it. They can get over it. Dude, it was when they had that sale. I think I paid like seven bucks for it or mm-hmm. something like that. Well, and I had like a gift card. So before you'd be like, they're going to be stealing your information. I'm like, I didn't give them anything to steal. But think so about if what they take the last 26 cents off my gift card. Then mm-hmm. have at it. But also think about what you just said a moment ago. Free games. Batman. Oh, yeah. The free ones. You don't have to put any of your info in. You just have to have an Epic Store account so if for you it wanna, to assign itself to. Yeah. But if you want to hate on the Epic Store, but you've never played awesome Arkham games, then if you're going to neglect yourself from playing those games because you have some chip on your shoulder, you're a moron because they're free <laughs> right I now. Mean, everybody stand by your own morals. That's fine. Just check them to make sure it's like a legit reason or whatever. Yeah. But don't just be like, because I like Steam. Okay, and anyway, uh, Reef Entertainment announced Terminator Resistance, which will release on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC starting November 15th in the EU and Australia, and then North America on December 3rd. Um, Interesting. Meh. I mean... I always feel bad like this isn't my market either, but... um. I mean, look. I I have a fondness for Terminator. I probably have given it a lot more chances than I should have, considering that two out of five movies are actually really, really good, and the rest are kind of mediocre at best. And then you have all these tie-ins and things that they do, and then it just kind of... I guess that's... I guess I really don't like the franchise as much as I, I feel like I do. You know, are they or that they want you to? Yeah, like you, you feel like you have this nostalgia because you remember these two great movies, but then you start looking at it and you're like, do I really like this? Like as much as you, I, I feel like I do. I mean, it's but cool. But I even and all. feel like the market for it, like now, I mean, the next generation of gamers, like how familiar? Like when was the last movie? It was. Uh, it was a few years ago. I mean, I know we've got like one like coming up or whatever, yeah. but. Hmm. I. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of. I guess I'm a, just trying to think of like generationally who would care. Not not too many people. I mean, there's not yeah. been a good Terminator movie within a more recent generation. So a lot of the good ones, I'd say a lot of the younger kids who have grown up here recently, like eighteen, nineteen, they've not seen a good Terminator film because they are maybe they've got a chip on their shoulder where they're like, I'm gonna watch. Or older they've not movies. been shown. Or they've not been shown. Yeah. Like, you've got a whole generation of kids out there that know nothing but the Star Wars trilogy, the prequels and stuff like that. I've never watched the originals, and 
They love him. We've had a generation of people who thought Kanye West discovered Paul McCartney. Okay, like or Post Malone discovered Ozzy Osbourne. Yes. Oh my God. What is that? that, I'm like a tear, a tear. (laughs) I'm like they need better authority figures in their life. Yeah. Like I mean, I can't blame them 100 percent because why would you think to look them up? I guess, but like I feel bad that authority figures have not shown you who they are yeah yeah i've tried to do right by my kids showing them stuff you know and trying to do it get Mm -hmm. them in early but also don't want to expose them to certain things too early to where it's just like eh. like i want to make sure they're interested you know and i'll be like hey you really need to check this out this is really cool trust me yeah trust me You'll, you'll love it but yeah i just i i mean even the the company doing this game they've not really done anything they did a Rambo game a few, and who, I've heard oh, that. Oh, wow, so they like to pull from the movies. Yeah, eh? but I mean, even you go farther back, and it's a bunch of games that you're just like, I don't know what that is. I don't really care either. So mm-hmm. I don't have high hopes for it. Maybe I'll be wrong. Who knows, but I doubt it. Yeah. Um, Which, by the way, have you heard anything about that new Rambo movie? I've heard a lot of bad things. Ah, <laughs> uh, not really, no. I've heard it's uber violent and kind of culturally insensitive oh well good so you know. i can't wait for twitter yeah i'm sure it's all over twitter we just gotta go look i don't know oh that's true i don't follow those circles but maybe. again in today's woke society uh-huh. what is considered culturally insensitive because i have a buddy of mine who's a big stallone fan and uh-huh. i saw him singing its praises on facebook so what is considered uh, culturally again, like he's our age group right yeah so like I feel like we're less offended yeah, than the one coming is, up behind us. <laughs> that is absolutely true. Trust me. You know. Uh, and the last thing I've got is the indie game Knights and Bikes is getting an animated series courtesy of Tiger Aspect, the studio responsible for the Mr. Bean animated series. Oh. Knights and Bikes. I feel like I, I, I didn't look it up and I should have, but I feel like I remember this somewhere. Like, did we possibly not. see this at PAX? And I just, I, I could not. and bikes? Yeah, I couldn't put my finger on it, but something about it sounded very familiar. I know I've not played it. I know I don't own it, but I feel like I saw it and possibly maybe played it briefly. Oh, it does kind of look familiar. But I do not, I cannot remember. I mean, I could say safely that I did not play this. Again, I, it could have been something I saw in passing. I, mean, I just it's got can't kind remember. of an interesting art style. Yeah, the art style was was interesting. But yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, who knows? But hey, that mm-hmm. thing is coming possibly. Maybe if you're interested Perfect. in that. Truth to trash time. I've got one. Okay. Uno. One. Yep. Because the speculation continues, we've discussed the possibility of Undertale's Frisk. Waluigi, Monster Hunters, Ryu, Hayabusa, all coming to Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. But I'm here to tell you right now that none of those are coming, but the next DLC fighter. Okay. Yeah. Out of all yeah. the speculation we've done, this this is this is the guy. This is what's gonna happen. Uh Lloyd Irving. Do you have any idea who Lloyd Irving is? No. No. But I already distrust people with two first names. Sure. So. Uh, he is the protagonist from Bandai Namco's Tales of Symphonia. 
Still does not help me. But congratulations. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, am I supposed to say if this is true or false? Yeah, I mean, what do you, what do you, what do you think? What do you think? Um, I mean. Sure. <laughs> I want to say trash because I like I've never heard of it, but I also. We they just got a character just named Terry. Terry. Oh, yeah. well, I know Terry. But still, of that course. Was just, like you want to hear something uh, badass, like Ryu Hayabusa, and be like, "Oh yeah!" But they're like, Hi, I'm Terry. "Next, yeah, DLC Terry." <laughs> Roy, to clock out, please, before you leave work. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, crap. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say trash. Okay. Just because I don't even know who this is. That's, I mean, that's, Which I'm sure now maybe people listening will be like, how do you not know Lloyd Irvin? You, you don't know? know Lloyd? Well, then tell me who he is. Yeah, please. And why I should know. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I'm going to go through some release dates real quick. On Wait. September 23rd, we have Oliver's Adventures in Fairyland on Nintendo Switch. Then on September 24th, we have Contra Rogue Corps, which I have no doubt will be uh, divisive. For PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Star Wars Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast for Nintendo Switch. And then this is the one you're waiting for. I love you, Colonel Sanders, a finger-licking good dating simulator for PC. The Surge 2 for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Dead by Daylight finally comes to the Nintendo Switch. Power Rangers Battle for the Grid for PC. FIFA 20 for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, and Aspire 1 VR Operative for PlayStation VR and whatever PC VR thing there is out there. Then on uh, September 25th, we have Constructor Plus for Xbox One. September 26th, we have Code Vein for PC, Darksiders 2 Definitive Edition for Nintendo Switch, Rage 2 Rise of the Ghost for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC, Habroxia for Nintendo Switch, North Guard for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, BDSM Big Drunk Satanic Massacre for PlayStation 4 and PC, Bad North Jotun Edition for Nintendo Switch, Gunvolt Chronicles Luminous Avenger, I'm going to assume this is 9 because this is IX, Roman numerals. Kids, if you don't know your Roman numerals, learn them uh, for uh-huh. Nintendo Switch. And- what is this X game? What is this? Uh, for Nintendo Switch and PC. <laughs> and then the last three I have here, I, I'm going to, uh, you know, I keep saying I need to get a Switch, and they keep finding ways to to really want me to get a Switch because mm-hmm. now on September 26th, coming to the Switch, is Dragon Quest 1, 2, and 3. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess maybe I would be a little bit more uh, enticed if they were the originals. But these seem to be mobile versions with updated graphics. So I won't have that attachment, but they are still those games. Yeah. So, yeah. Dragon Quest, that's another series. If you've never played the originals, I recommend them. The first one, mm-hmm. I don't want to shit on it, okay? It's a real short game, but there's really not a lot to it. You just okay. walk to a town, and then you buy stuff, and then you fight. And then you walk to another town, and you buy stuff, and you fight. And then you eventually make your way to the end area where the, the princess is being kept or held captive by the, the dragon king and you kill him. I mean, that's that's really... There's no side missions or nothing. You just go find him. Prepare yourself. Get your weapons. 
but it's fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. As a kid. Uh, on September 27th, we have Dragon Quest Eleven XI. There you go, kids. More Ooh, Roman numerals. What's the Z? <laughs> this is uh, Echoes of, a, of an Elusive Age Definitive Edition for Nintendo Switch, FIFA 20 for Nintendo Switch and PC, Code Vein for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, Ori and the Blind Forest Definitive Edition for Nintendo Switch, Tropico 6 for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, Mining Rail 2 for Xbox One, Freedom Finger for Nintendo Switch and PC, The Adventures of Elena Temple for Xbox One, and Car Mechanic Simulator Pocket Edition for Nintendo Switch. There you go. So, like, can't say there's a lack of games on the Switch. That's for damn sure. Oh, hell no. No, no, no. It's time to play Name That Game! Okay. I feel like we, we probably had the music in our head at the exact same time. We probably did. Because right when you were like, and cut, I had the... Mm. Anyway. Good. <coughs> I'm glad we're on the same page when that happens. We were totally <laughs> right there. Now, I, I did... I do have a, a, a few extra... I have five. Mainly okay. because... Mainly because if you saw the games I had to choose from this week, their descriptions were a bare minimum. Like to oh, the, like here's a game. Enjoy. Yeah, and I was just like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> you know, I mean, nothing gave me. There was maybe like one that I could actually work to create, and I tried. I tried to take what they gave me and just beef it up a little bit, but sure. I, I had barely anything to work with. So I thought, okay, well, we'll do five real short games, and you can just tell me what you think. Maybe they are get them all wrong. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So the first one, <laughs> yeah, the first one. Uh, this game is nothing more than a simple puzzle game where your goal is to help Yellow Circle get to Sweet Donut. You have ink, and you can draw a line, but remember, it's not infinite. There are ten. Did you follow that? Yellow Circle to a donut, and you can draw a line, mm. but you can do it ten times. Sure. Mm. Okay. Is this... A, draw line, eat donut. B, have ink, will draw. C, eek, pastry, oh. Or D, mmm, donuts, are. Oh, my God. It's like, do I go the incredibly simplistic route <clears throat> because of how simple it was? Or do I go with the, uh, I kind of want to go with eek, see? But I almost feel like it's just going to be like A or B, like where it's just like these two mechanics are in the game. That's the name of it. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, why do I agonize over this? I, You know what? I like C. I'm going to go with C. I'm going to have hope that the developers did C. Okay. So C, final answer. <laughs> Well, you were close because the answer was D, mm, donuts are. Oh, God damn it. I really <laughs> thought for sure that was going to be the wrong one. Like, out of all of them, the one I assumed was the wrong mm-hmm. one, it was D. All right. All right. This, this <laughs> next one is sad, to be honest with you. Uh, this game is about boredom and self-pity. It's mostly about the developer. You walk around. Is, is this a documentary? Well, I'm starting to wonder. Uh, you walk around and you press the interact button. This is my first game. 
Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, oh, I was just God. like, okay. my God, this guy. Okay. Um, yeah, he's just like, it's garbage. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Just here. Okay. Just How much is it? Did you write that one down? No, I should have. I, I, I didn't Okay, look. just on that one alone. I'm curious. If he's like, just take it. It's free. Yeah. Like, I don't even know. Please. Um, <laughs> is the answer A... Life tastes like cardboard. B, I hate myself, buy my game. C, interact with me. Or D, I bought a gun and I intend to use it unless you buy my game. Ooh, D is scary. (laughs) Like that just lends itself to way too many Steam discussions. Um, What was B again? I hate myself, myself, buy my game. Buy this game. I'm going to go with B just because the description was apologetic. Yeah. So I'm going to go with B. Answer is A, life tastes like cardboard. Damn. Mm. All right. Yeah. I I, we, this, I feel like I would have bought it if it was I hate myself, just buy this game. Because I'd be <laughs> like, well, your description in that. Okay, here's a couple bucks, yeah. dude. Here you go. I'm not going to play it, but I'll buy it. Yeah. I'm, uh, I have pity for you. Uh. In this next game, you play as a snake who has a love for music. Your music. That's right. Use your favorite tunes to create unique levels where you must guide the snake to food, twisting and turning, following the beats of the song. The snake will adapt to the rhythm, so be careful not to miss a beat. Is this A, Rhythm Snake, B, Beat Serpent, C, Musical Asp, or D, Viper Tunes? Ooh, they're all actually really good. Uh, Like, I like Viper Tunes. That's where I get, like, uh, confused, because I assume that's you. Because usually when I really like them, it's the one that you created. Perhaps. I'm thinking Beat Snake or what was B? Is rhythm snake or beat serpent? Oh, okay. Rhythm snake or beat serpent is kind of what I've narrowed it down to. Uh, the, the, the rhythm snake. The answer is a rhythm snake. Hey, good job. There's my well. I haven't gotten one in a long time. I feel like did I get one last week? I don't think so. No, I don't, I'm not sure. I can't remember. Okay, uh, this next one is a hyper casual physics based sandbox platformer that allows you to play your own way and on your own terms. No more limits or difficult objectives to complete. Just roll around at your leisure and explore numerous large scale, surreal, and fantastical levels while smashing your way through anything to earn money and maybe do some combo hits in the air to multiply your payout. <laughs> Is this A, what? B, dang! C, oh, snap! Or D, word? Oh, my God. <laughs> no way. It's one of oh, them. So what I feel like I'm just going to pick one at random because I have no idea why any of these are the name. Um, dang. The answer is B. Dang. 
Did I get yeah. one right? <laughs> Good job. I got two right. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. All right. Last one. And this one, I don't even know. I don't know what to say. Uh, this top-down action game sees the brave, horned night elk embarking on a quest to rid his beloved kingdom of dirty-ass mutants who recently invaded the catacombs of the royal castle. That's it. Okay. Is nice this a muse, muse, moose, moose versus mutant, B, Dirty Mutant Invasion, C, The Legend of Night Elk, or D, Moose Antipoo Adventure? Moose Antipoo Adventure. Oh my gosh. Moose and Mutant. Answer is D, Moose Antipoo Adventure. Damn. I thought for sure that like that was, nope. No, it was the worst one. Out of all yeah. of them. So there you go. They usually are. <laughs> but you got two right. I did. That's like almost a record, I yeah, think, for me. you did good. All right. This week on our uh, mm-hmm. headliner of the show, we're going to be talking about video game crossovers. Now, not necessarily about, I guess we're going to touch on video game crossovers that have been done. But what I really want to try to talk about between us is... Can we come up with a solid idea for a video game crossover? Because I feel Mm -hmm. like, despite the popularity of crossovers in video games, there have not been that many that I would personally consider real crossovers. Now, let me give you an example of what I'm talking about, Mm -hmm. okay? Just so we're clear on the criteria. Got it. We have games like Super Smash Brothers, where we get all the Nintendo characters clashing together, and then you throw in some Sonic, you throw in some Solid Snake, uh, Terry, and whoever the f- and the guy from Irving, Ir- something, yeah, Lloyd, Lloyd Irving, Irving, and all these characters they come together. But this is there's there's no narrative. You just throw in right. characters. Same goes for any other fighting game like Marvel versus Capcom. Uh, Mortal Kombat. Well, here, even Fortnite lately. John Wick, yeah. Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no story element. You just incorporate these characters. Or in some other games, you incorporate costumes or outfits. And then you're like, oh, right. look, it's, you kind of cross it over because it's the thing. Now, to a degree, to a degree, I will say that like Marvel versus Capcom Ultimate or even Mortal Kombat versus DC, they did incorporate a story, but. It's still, in my opinion, a fighting game, so you're not really crossing over the ideas. You're just saying, all right, well, let's let's take a fighting game and then just slap these characters together. Because that'll work. Mm-hmm. That'll, that'll work, right? Because you have, I mean, for, for Marvel characters, or comic book characters in general, I guess, there's really not a genre that they fall into. I mean, Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter and things like that, they're, they're obviously fighting games, so you're taking their mm-hmm. element and then throwing in these other characters. Sure. And that's what seems to happen with a lot of these things is because you just take that or even racing games. Mario Kart, uh, yep. Sonic Team Racing or whatever. You take the mm-hmm. just a racing element and then you... Well, they did like the Mario and Sonic Olympics mm-hmm. kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So you have yeah. these, these games that aren't necessarily the games these characters came from. You're just taking an element of that and then cramming all these characters together. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel like that really justifies a proper crossover. 
Right. You even take something like uh, Hyrule Warriors, which takes the Dynasty Warriors platform, but you insert Link and Zelda and all these Zelda-based characters into this style of game. Mm-hmm. I, I still don't feel like that's a proper crossover, per se, because you're taking characters from one game and inserting them into another style of game... And while there is that crossover, it's it's still one type of game. Like mm-hmm. this, Hyrule Warriors is a Dynasty Warriors game with Link in it. So in other words, more of like a, a, a story, everything gets kind of mishmashed as opposed to borrowing other people's characters. Correct. So yeah. um, I, I found a few great examples of what I would like to see more of. And believe it or not, you would think... Why haven't we done this more? So, the very first one I found, I didn't even know this existed because I'm thinking it was an a like this is legit what you're about. Yeah, to say. these like, these, these are happened. yeah okay. these are legit, uh, and it kind of goes. I feel like I kind of lined them up in a way that expands the I you know and shows how it got better and better, like where it could really mm-hmm. go. The very first one that ever that I could find records of that kind of crossed characters over was a game called Konami YY World. I had never heard of this. I'm thinking it's a Mm-mm. Japan-only game on the Nintendo. Yeah. You play as a character named Konami Man, like that's original, but apparently he was a mascot way back when in the 80s. Uh, okay. You go through these levels that take place in other Konami games. Now, while you explore these levels, you can find characters from other Konami-based games like Simon Belmont, Guaymon, uh, and even, strangely enough, King Kong and Mikey from the Goonies, which were characters and games that were produced by Konami. And then you can take those characters from those levels and then play them in the other levels in the game. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of this crossover where you're finding these characters, you're taking them and you're playing them in other levels. So it's kind of neat, you know? Yeah. So I could see where that would be like, oh, this is kind of cool because get to cross over all these weird characters. Now, the first real crossover that I was aware of as a kid was Battletoads Double Dragon. And now this was a third-party mishmash, which... I personally don't think there had been at the time where you had two companies putting their characters together. Now, considering these two games were essentially beat-em-ups with that arcade-style punch-punch-kick-kick and whatnot, Mm -hmm. mashing their styles together I don't feel was foreign at all. So while you did have this idea of putting these two elements together in one game, their styles really complemented one another in a way that it neither felt foreign to the other. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because they were yeah. essentially identical in some way, shape, or form. They just, it didn't feel weird. So you're like, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, they play the same. They're yeah, just, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So it was neat seeing these characters interacting in the other's worlds in some way and stuff like that. So it was a neat concept for, even though it was like completely bizarre because you're like, what the hell are these two, what do they have to do with it? each other you know it doesn't make sense mm-hmm. but that's kind of the point of a crossover sometimes is like how do these two things come together well there's a story involved and it works to tell it now this story didn't necessarily have a lot to build on and i'd love to see them try it now but with microsoft being the owner of rare and seeing what their battle toads are right now i don't know if that'll ever happen but well, yeah. who knows <clears throat> hell could freeze over we'll we'll see sure so that was a that was a proper take on it and trying to get it there, but I still don't feel like there was 
enough to really justify saying that it was done right because again two very similar style of games come together to a story so not quite there yet but we're getting there um this to me the next game i have to kind of go off of it's impressive okay which is kingdom hearts but we but we are going back to the idea of characters that do not technically belong in a video game per se so the disney characters do are not essentially video game characters therefore them being injected into this world while impressive and the even the stories they build around them are impressive it's you're not mishmashing anything other than these characters in this video game with final fantasy characters as well so it right the the story elements the ideas they got that I mean that's that's great, but then there's that missing game element that mm-hmm. I feel is lacking. So, move on to the next one, and this is the one I was talking about. This is what I did on Mon- Monster Hunter the other day, which I thought I had missed completely, but they had the Witcher crossover, and oh, yeah. this I felt was more in line to what I'm talking about. Because there was a story mission. This wasn't just, hey, there's a skin with uh, Geralt in there. and then, Here's Geralt, yeah. yeah. No, there was an actual story. He comes through a por- oh, nice. portal, and he's just like, where am I? What am I doing here? And they're just like, I don't know. Who are you? And he's like, I'm Geralt of Rivia. I'm a witcher. I got, you know, doing all this other stuff. And then you start seeing the story play out where one of the creatures, which I can't remember the name of from his game, and they're like, we don't know what this is. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's a... So blah blah blah. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, that's what it is." And you know, I'll go out there into the woods and and take care of this. And what they did. Now, granted, this is still a, it's still a monster hunter game, okay. Mm-hmm. But now you get to play as Geralt going out looking for this monster. So you have these elements that they are crisscrossing with monster hunter, but you have Witcher elements that they're sprinkling in. Like even the the layout, the way they would do like the missions. Mm-hmm. It all came from The Witcher Three, like you would. Oh, like wow. I started noticing how things it was like. This doesn't look right because something's amiss here. But it would be oh. just like they did it in The Witcher Three, and it finally occurred to me. So when you finish an objective, you would hear the sound effects from The Witcher Three, like yeah. mission complete, and all this other stuff. And I was like, Oh, okay, that's really neat. So yeah. they did. They mishmashed it, but at the same time, they had to adhere to the Monster Hunter gameplay style. Because mm-hmm. it's still a you know in the Monster Hunter game, so I feel like that's where I was a little disoriented playing this character because it was like okay, so this is still Monster Hunter, but uh, I feel like I'm playing The Witcher, which is really neat. But yeah, this is getting closer to what I'm talking about. But finally, this is what I'm looking for. Okay, okay. because I've sung this okay. game's praises a hundred times over. Okay. Professor Layton. I probably didn't follow that formula. That's fine. I'm just going to say. Professor, <laughs> Professor Layton versus Ace Attorney, which is the Phoenix Wright uh, Professor mm-hmm. Layton crossover. This is what I'm talking about. They took two characters from completely separate games. One is a lawyer based, you know, uh, investigative journalism, the other is a mm-hmm. puzzle based game but with detective work in a a sense because he's a professor and he's he's trying to solve mysteries just the same but you combine them and you play both elements of the game so certain times you're doing court cases and you're having to interrogate and you're having to to you know give uh 
evidence to to support you know contradictions and stuff like that and then other times they'll flip it around and they'll put you into a puzzle and you got to solve the puzzle to try and figure out the mystery that's going on Mm -hmm. so you have these two characters and their art styles that's the other great thing about it they didn't change one's art style to fit the other they they had their own distinct art styles meshed together in this animated cutscenes that they put in which made it so much better yeah but you had both gameplay styles of both games <clears throat> together in this game mm-hmm. so you felt like one minute you're playing a phoenix wright game and the next year playing a professor layton game and it was just back and forth back and forth throughout this great story meshing these elements together that to me is a proper crossover video game that i want because we're not talking about putting two nintendo characters together which Mm -hmm. could work but we're talking about two completely separate characters from third parties coming together and meshing the games together to create this nice amalgamation of both games Mm-hmm. That to me would be a proper crossover. I want to see. Yeah, no, that would be cool. Yeah. So, my big question here, and I'm gonna let you go first since I've been doing a lot of this chit chatting. <laughs> Outside, show the 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 good uh, the bad example first. No. I mean, again, there there are plenty of crossovers out there by definition. Yeah. But what would be a crossover game that you would like to see? In, and in what way, perhaps? Uh, well, the first one that I wrote down, I feel like is so freaking easy that these two would go together. That there would really have like no working on it whatsoever. Was um, Tomb Raider and the Uncharted series? Yep. See, that was a uh... or like the newest one with Tomb Raider, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're kind of the same game the way they play already. Sure. And um, I could see those two characters working in tandem very well together. And uh, if you're blending those storylines together, I feel like that they actually would work really well. Yeah. Um, so there, that could be its own series right there mm-hmm. where, you know, Nathan Drake's probably looking for something of Laura Croft's father or along his work. And that's how they end up crossing paths. And it seems like it would be very easy for them to fall in line to be working with each other um, to accomplish their own goals. Yeah. And uh, so, I, I mean, I didn't do a whole lot of like note taking on that one because I just felt like as I was looking at it in my head, I was like, those two would blend beautifully sure. since they're both, you know, artifact hunting and doing all that sort of thing. And since both of the games already mechanically play quite similarly, mm-hmm. um, that it would be very easy to blend those two together. And then it would also kind of have like that cooperative style gameplay that you see in some like with Guacamelee, for instance, where there's two player and you use each other to help each other out. I could see a multiplayer mode yeah. of uh, of needing like one person's playing Lara and the other person's playing Nathan or, you know, whatever characters from each one that you want to be using at the time to be helping achieve the goal in these levels yeah. um, on certain levels I feel like it would be good to have them singularly on their own because I think it would be really cool to be like first maybe you're starting playing Lara up until the point you guys meet something happens and then all of a sudden you're playing Nathan Drake and then that's how you're learning how these two come together Mm -hmm. and then at some point um, they're cooperatively playing I mean there's going to be times you're going to separate off and everything like that but I I thought that that would be kind of a no-brainer crossover right yeah absolutely no, I think if you could, each game, like you said, they do play very similarly, but they do have some of their own unique 
elements to them. Like she has a mm-hmm. little pickaxe. Oh yeah. Uh, Nathan Drake has his little rope. Of course, she mm-hmm. has something like that too. She does too. Doesn't yeah. She? she gets a rope and. Yeah, they kind of have, I guess, similar tools at their disposal. Yeah. I mean, I feel like she, I mean, obviously she'd be the swimmer sure. of the yeah, group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- <laughs> so I think they. Any of the freaking water levels you'd want to throw in there, you know, that would be Lara's turn mm-hmm. uh, to take over. Yeah, I think <laughs> they would have to find what elements they do have that are unique skill sets to their own. And then that's where mm-hmm. you start to make it shift a little bit. So if you come to an area that, you know, Maybe Nathan can't do, but she can. Then you have to bring her in Mm -hmm. and so on and so forth like that. Like she's really good with tight spaces. Yeah. So, you know, I feel like they always have her crawling through something she could barely fit through, you know, and swimming. So that would be the forte. Um, You know, they both shoot, but I think he's better Mm -hmm. at it by taking out massive quantities of people at one time and hiding around and all that kind of stuff. And they both have insane forearm strength. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's be real. So they could definitely help each other climb anything. Mm -hmm. I think you know between all of their stuff uh yeah i think it's just like a match made in heaven Mm -hmm. no i agree so and i would play that game yeah i mean and then just imagine all the drama you know like oh you're working with another woman right so yeah i thought i thought thought you retired nathan i uh, yeah so it would essentially (laughs) have to be square enix and uh naughty dog coming together and trying to figure out how to make that work because Mm -hmm. together you're talking about two solid companies they could make it work oh absolutely maybe like before the last laura croft game so like the first two of that you'd have to not this last one necessarily Mm -hmm. like and you could yeah you could easily you know squeeze it into some portion of their careers or it could even be, yeah, it could be like in the between of some of the games that have already happened. Yeah. Like this is just a blip that happened on the map uh, as far as what they were doing. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden Tomb Raider 3 happened. Yeah. It doesn't have they, to yeah. to adhere to any of the other narratives. And to, you don't have nope. to, to be like, well, hey, do you remember when? No, mm-hmm. no, no, no. Just make it a standalone. Something yeah. that happens. You know, it's it can, its own thing. They never knew each other beforehand, but this time they need to work together to accomplish the thing, and then they go their separate ways. Yep. I think it would be a great there idea. Could be an agreement made at the end. We're done. Yeah. But thank you. Because yeah. that was that was actually at the top of my list because that was one of the ones I don't know if anyone remembers this, but we actually talked about that in uh, Man Cave season two. That was one of our little uh, oh. discussions we were having in in one of the episodes because I was like, yeah, that would make sense, and it does. It does make sense. I don't understand how this has not happened because it just seems like it's a no-brainer oh probably money or not, something yeah no I doubt or they're two separate companies so well they yeah they are to, but like... again we talked about third-party crossovers make it happen oh yeah make it happen oh yeah i'm just making excuses why they themselves sure. haven't reached out to one or the other uh i had a piece of paper here and somehow it's disappeared that had all my notes on it <laughs> oh no so but i i was trying to remember as you were talking it was like shit I gotta remember what what I said. The other game that I had, as far as a crossover game, and I'm, luckily I remembered it, uh, yeah. was a Ratchet and Clank Mega Man X crossover. Oh yeah. Because what you would have to do, or at least this is kind of the story I was batting around in my head, and it, and I guess the gameplay situation would be where it would kind of be muddy and trying to figure out how to make that work. But the storyline could be easy because Doctor Nefarious from Ratchet and Clank. He wants to destroy all organic life in in the world or in the universe. So 
he already is kind of in line with Sigma from Mega Man X because he is a he's a synthoid or whatever the hell they're calling themselves, and they want to destroy all human life, and they want to be the dominant species, so you cram them together. And now mm-hmm. Ratchet and Clank and Mega Man X have a common enemy, and they have to work together to make it happen. Now, how do you make this game? What do you do? How do you cross them over? Well, that's, that's where I was trying to, to figure out because... I guess Ratchet and Clank kind of has this collectible kind of platformer third, you know, 3D. And Mega Man X did kind of go into 3D territory at one point, but it was never as good. I feel mm-hmm. like because I liked the originals, but when they got into the 3D territory, I lost interest because okay. I never did finish six or. It's s- a platformer too, right? Yeah, but just I felt like so I was gonna it's, say 3D platformers have never really hit the nail on the head yet for me no. you know but so if you could find a way to mishmash like if you had to choose one like if you couldn't do 2D and 3D which I could understand could be difficult but if you could mm-hmm. find a way to do them both I'd say do them both and let Ratchet and Clank be the 3D portions and then you go into 2D for Mega Man X Maybe yeah. he's got to go like plug into a computer or something to eradicate a virus, and then it goes into a 2D platformer. So the level is essentially the computer program, and he just happens to be in it. And then yeah. Clank could be the one to kind of help him get in there. Ratchet and Clank themselves could help upgrade his abilities and his armor and his weapons, just like they do their own stuff. So you can have these very outlandish Mega Man X style weaponry that they are mm-hmm. helping incorporate plus they could utilize his ability to take abilities from other characters and they can incorporate that into their own weapons so they have an arsenal mm-hmm. just the same as him so there's a you can really mishmash these characters that. together in yeah. some way at least i feel like you could so that would be yeah. another that would actually be insomniac and capcom they would have to get together but that would have to be a, like a playstation exclusive now <laughs> That's true, yeah. and I'm so Sony would be like, sure, bring it sure. over. Yeah, it's whether or not Capcom would be all for it, but I don't. Yeah, I don't feel like they're that shrill about it. They'd just be like, sure, money, sounds good. Yeah. So come to some agreement. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there are a lot of other great ideas out there, but I feel like you you really have to hinge them on a good story because mm-hmm. I really did get stuck at one point trying to figure out. It's like, well, you could say Mario and this character, but what's the story? You know, like they tried to do this loosey goosey story in Super Smash Brothers uh, Brawl, I think it was for the Wii, and you mm-hmm. saw these characters interact, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool." There's like, you know, Luigi and and the guy from Kirby, and it's neat to see. But what are they doing? They're not talking. Yeah. They're just you see a little cutscene where they're interacting. That it could be anything. There's no story, mm-hmm. so you just had kind of have to make it up as you go. Yeah. So. But I mean, that's really all I've got on the subject. I wish I had more, but it, it's a, it's a. I can understand why it's not happened in this way a lot because you really have to think, how do these characters mash, and can they? Because yeah. I think there are a lot more out there that we're not considering. But would it make an interesting story? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I think that's what it would really boil down to. Would these? Because I, I'll, I'll say right now, yet again, Tomb Raider, Uncharted. There, that's that's a bestseller right there. Yeah, dude, dude, that would sell so well. Yeah. it's like a match made in heaven. Sure, and and it all makes sense logistically mm-hmm. from so many standpoints. It's a game that would work. Period. Yeah, it can. One hundred percent. Yeah, like people would play that. I would play that game. Whether my other idea would work, I don't know. 
possibly, maybe with a little thought and, you know, yeah. trying to work out some of the kinks of what would make it work. Sure. But it's a long shot. A lot of these ideas outside of just easily saying, eh, let's just put that character in there. It's a long shot. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm so excited that we got Phoenix Wright and Ace Attorney because those are my two favorite franchises. Yeah. And just to see them come together was like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. mind blown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like, same with seeing two of your favorite franchises on the big screen come together. And you're just like, how did right. this happen? <laughs> so. I'm so happy right now. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, that's that's all I got on the subject unless you got another one. Uh, well, I put down like two more, but like after I was listening to your description here, because yes, people, he'll send me the idea, <laughs> but like not necessarily a full description of like what he had in mind. And so I usually write down several ideas in hopes that one of them will hit the nail on the head. So I'm very happy okay. with the Laura Croft Uncharted thing. Because I was like, as you're describing, I'm like, hey, yeah. you know, I'm sure I'm not the first to have ever thought of that. Yeah. But but the one that I would think is funny to see, mm-hmm. but doesn't follow the lines of what you were saying necessarily, but just imagine if you will, a Bioshock dream daddy dating simulator. Okay. Because, (laughs) okay. (laughs) And I don't know why in my head, this was like late at night guys. So now you're hearing one of those like late at night lace thoughts that I don't usually put out into the world because they're reserved for me because it's usually dumb. Right. But, um, but you're dating, you have the chance to date like Andrew Ryan, all right? Okay. Or like even Jack himself, if you want to go that far. Mm-hmm. But just are going on a date with Sander Cohen. He'd take you to all these great art galleries, you know, because he's so artsy-fartsy. Sure. And just, um, or even Dr. Steinman, you know, before Adam use or after. Mm-hmm. You can choose. We can figure out what timeline we like. Right. You know, um, the dating app could just be called Adam. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I mean, you, or even Big Daddy could be on there. I mean, this is not as far fetched as KFC doing a dating simulator. So I feel like this would be more in line to something that would appeal to people. But just like <laughs> listen to the Dream Daddy music mm-hmm. as you're staring at Bioshock characters. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. And I could see that. I mean, I, I mean, I, I feel like it'd be one of those where you have to, you know, build your own character. Mm-hmm. Like in the beginning, you'll have a character creation thing, you know, right. like choose whatever guy that you want. So it's not like you're just taking some random dude character out on these dates, you know, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I could see like even like the group date situation scenario where like you're all out together. I think it could be hilarious. Mm-hmm. A hilariously good time. Sure. I, but I don't, I, but obviously the Bioshock elements I'd only be taking, I think, is the characters. Mm-hmm. Unless, you know, it's more along the lines of like an open world, uh, kind of like how Boyfriend Dungeon might be doing it, mm-hmm. you know, where you actually go out into the world on your dates. But then as you're coming back, you have like the dungeon crawler aspect. But instead of that, you're actually, you know, fighting the things in the Bioshock Infinite world. If you want to go to Infinite, I mean, 2 was my favorite of the series. Right. So I would stick with at least Bioshock 2 or Younger. Mm. But, uh, yeah. So that was just one of those dumb ideas I thought of where I was just like, if when I saw Dr. Steinman, I'm like, oh, dude, the entire date just talking to that guy but trying to be all prim and proper. I mean, it's not that far-fetched you could you could mesh the two together and make it work in some way 
That was what I was trying to think of, like, in that, you know, open world, first person kind of, uh, I mean, I know Bioshock's not like this open world, but, you know, in that style where, you know, it's obviously not just pictures being thrown across the screen with text, mm-hmm. you know, like dating simulators mostly are. But I bet there's a way that you could uh, assimilate that in there. Oh, for sure. And then you're on the date and then all of a sudden something bad happens and now you both have to like shoot your way out together. And that could be the bonding experience on like your heart levels on how well you're doing on each date. Mm-hmm. Maybe you are really brutal and gruesome and dr simon's like dude i, I like the cut of your jib you know <laughs> what i mean like this is this is good you know so what's your other one uh, i'm really curious <laughs> the other one well like i think this one actually could work though papers please and hotline miami okay so the reason why is because like there is kind of this element in papers please where like further along down the line you get like a tranquilizer gun or a real gun you know because uh, the people terrorists are really trying to cross the uh the border to estroika you know and um but now imagine they break through okay. And now it's Hotline Miami style in that sequence where you are, you know, the border patrol and you're going in and like really fastly trying to get all these terrorists that are coming through. And it's a brutal shooter in that regard. And I feel like that actually could work. Yeah. Yeah. That could. Because the characters from Hotline Miami could very easily be pulled in as terrorists trying to break into a Stroika. Right. And trying to create that havoc, mm-hmm. you know, especially with all the different masks that you would wear or things like that, or just like the general morality compass on these characters in Hotline Miami in general um, to be the ones trying to pull the wool over the Border Patrol's eyes. So as soon as you stamp that not admitted and they try to break through anyway, and then it pixelates down to a spot and then opens up, and now you're hotline Miami shooting your way through. Um, and you could probably even choose which side you want to be. Do you want to be the terrorist or do you want to be the Border Patrol agent? You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. There, there could be two different angles to that. I could see that working. I could really, uh, yeah. I got yeah. with you. So that one, I was like, my follow along, your first one, where it's like, this could easily blend those stories together. Mm-hmm. He needs to get to a Stroika for the drugs or whatever it is that he's selling over there. And, you know, you got to do your job. I can't have you coming in here being a terrorist. So, right. <laughs> and neither of them have like open dialogue. So it would work because even in Papers, Please, it's just text for the most part, except for the like on the loudspeaker, you know, mm-hmm. and then it just says, you know, entry not guaranteed or whatever it is when you hit the next, you know, and uh, yeah. And it lends itself to some amazing music. That's right. Best soundtrack ever. Mm-hmm. It really is. Okay. I'm with you. See, you, you came up with some good ones. You, you didn't think you had something, but you did. You had a lot of good ones. I it just like, it was what I heard you describing what you were looking for. I'm like, well, I have one, but the, I mean, but, but they the do. second one, uh, that last one, actually, I still think actually could work very well yeah. since the stories are very loose already. Anyway, and there's several different endings to Papers, Please. So I mean, depending on how well you uh, beat the Hotline Miami sequences, mm-hmm. but you are how well your family gets fed that night, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you are you are blending two genres well together in that regard. So I mean, it does work. So for two different games with kind of different play styles but somewhat of a similar aesthetic in a way it does Mm -hmm. work so i'm with you 
I like it. I would play it. Mm-hmm. I don't know about my Bioshock, da- Bioshock Daddy I mean, dating it's, simulator. It, if someone gave it to me for free, oh, I'd be all about sure. that. I would play the crap out of that game. But it was just one of those things that amused me in my head, mm-hmm. like as I was imagining going on the dates with the, the different characters in the Bioshock world. I was like, okay, that's kind of funny. Because I want them dressed the same way they were in Bioshock. Right. But just talking very naturally, like you are actually trying to get to know someone mm-hmm. on a date. And it just amused me. Yeah, no, I can. I, can. <laughs> I mean, it would be a harder sell for sure. Oh, for sure, <laughs> a very niche group of people that would be into it. Um, Papers, Miami, and just imagine like you get to choose whether they have chest hair or not. I mean, like, see, all of these things just started to make me kind of giggle. Like, hee hee, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> you could have a ghost scene, you know, with Sander Cohen because he's so artsy, and you guys are making art together. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, <laughs> I'm with it. I'm with it. Make it happen. I think they. But could. That's all I got. Okay. That's all I got. Well, I'm trying. I'm. I'm racking my brain for any other great ideas, but I mean, I'm telling uh, you, it's. It's hard to try and think of a good mishmash that could work. Believe it or not, I kind of scoured my Steam list just to look, just to see if there was. A, I mean, I had to go through like a thousand games as I'm like flipping through. I'm like, which ones do I think would actually work together? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I mean, there are a lot of great characters out there. It's just, can they all work together in a in a game that is not a fighting game or a racing game? Right. You know, I mean, I, what, what's another Dragon Age and Legend of Zelda? How would that work? Ooh, that could work. Yeah. How would that work? I could see I don't that know. one. Would is there? Who's the main protagonist of Dragon Age? Or antagonist. Oh, well, I mean, well, in the original Dragon Age, like, you kind of created your own. Okay. So, like, there could be Morgan. She's one of the main characters that you come across that could join your party. What about the bad Um, guy? Winnie. Oh, a bad guy. Um, Oh, I'm not going to remember the character-specific names now off the top of my head. Well, whoever the Dragon King is could be looking for the Triforce, or Ganondorf could be looking for something in their world. Yeah. It could work. You know, the, the oh, aesthetics are similar. It's just, how would you? Or even like, a, I mean, we could just go completely generic and like Skyrim. Skyrim, yeah. Or the Elder Scrolls series in general with um, a Dragon Age sort of thing, since they kind of share the same, um, what's the word I'm looking for, with like the, 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 the fantasy elements mm-hmm. to it. Genre. That could, yeah, that could go well together. I mean, they both have dragons already. Sure. I'm sure you could very easily write in a way how they've come across paths with anybody in the Elder Scrolls. Right, right. Although that's kind of like no main character either because that's character creator. So that's where I like. I think I had a block because I was like on some of those, like there's no set protagonist because mm-hmm. you're creating your own character and the creation tool so well, that's why i kind of pitched zelda because there would be that element at of least differentiality you had to it you have yeah. he has a very specific move set you know how you play those games he has his arsenal of weapons and then you go into dragon age they have their own way of doing things right smash them together find a way to make that work. yeah like that, that could totally lend itself to each other very nicely actually yeah like just think about link using his hook shot on a dragon and then just taking a run. Oh yeah, that would be awesome. Absolutely. No, that would cool. That would be cool. I would play that too. But that's a, that's all I got. I mean, I I got no other crossover ideas. I thought this would be kind of fun just to discuss. If you have crossover ideas out there, people, yeah, what are they, guys? Pitch them. Tell us. I want to hear about it. We can talk about those uh, if anyone's got anything. But uh, mm-hmm. if not, that's our show. 
Excellent. Okay. Well, you can uh, hit us up on Twitter at Super Mega Crash. Find us on Instagram. View our weekly icon art. Uh, send us an email if you're feeling froggy. Uh, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash pencil paper productions. You can follow us on any of your favorite platforms, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you find your podcasts, we're there. Uh, you can also find us on youtube.com slash pencil paper productions. And uh, that's it. That's Thank you it. so much for listening. I am Stephen White. I'm Alicia Finley. Join us again next week, Super Mega Crash siblings. But until then, game on. This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.